Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, co-host today, Brian Johnson. You had a week off, which is nice. I know. Hope you enjoyed it. Well-deserved week off. You think so? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Good to see you. <laughs> it was. I, I, did, I listened to the show, though. I had to with Scott on. It was yeah. great. Now, yep. it, now it is Scott Fishbowl week. Yeah, I made a oh, I made a huge blunder in my Scott Fishbowl team, and I'll, just, I'll mention it briefly. So when he originally sent out invites, uh, I had picked three, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to set my queue. So I've just, you know, I'm set for three picks. But I hadn't even looked at the scoring system at that point. It was just right when the invitations went out. So I just, you know, threw a couple of guys in and then totally forgot I had done that. Then it turns out the scoring system is basically, it's heavily weighted towards rushing quarterbacks. Yeah, or running backs. But really, and in I the had, first round, quarterbacks. Yes. Reign supreme. And I had Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson all queued up. And yeah, you so never pick know. three, he went off the board. I got him. On, and it all happened so fast. I didn't even know. I, I just, the first two guys went right away. And then my then I got auto-drafted and I got Justin Jefferson. So There's, That's the Scott Fishbowl in a nutshell. You're, you're upset about getting Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, the theme for today's Fantasy Football Weekly is cheap starters. People don't like the term cheap. I don't want to ever be associated with anything cheap, right? Affordable. Affordable. How about value? Maybe value starters? Value starters. These are I, You could also call these guys boring players. I think that's part of the issue here. Also known as guillotine league saviors because <laughs> these are all guys that are like, ideal guillotine guys. Maybe overlooked starters. So these are all guys that are starting players on their team, their NFL team, and they have an ADP that's weirdly lower than other starters of similar ability. So we're looking for cheap starters who can help round out our fantasy team. Yeah, scholars say it's helpful for your players to be on the field in order to score fantasy points. Yes, it does happen. It helps a lot. Yes, that's going to be a reoccurring theme here, <laughs> yeah. is going to be players that have opportunity. Opportunity outweighs talent in fantasy football. Way more important. These are opportunity players. You want to go first? Yeah. We're by the way, we're going to do it a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and a flex. A flex. Just give me somebody else. You can be anybody you want. Not not a super flex, but a flex. Yes. Won't be a yes. quarterback. All right. You want to go quarterback first? Yeah, I'll go, go ahead. First. Uh, okay. A guy I just ragged on mercilessly last year, as did pretty much anyone in the industry or just casual players, uh, everyone alike, uh, Russell Wilson, who last year was – Going inside the top 10 quarterbacks mm-hmm. easily. Everyone was excited about his move to Denver. Now, after just a disaster season, he's quarterback 18. Uh, 
with an ADP of 132. And Which, you know, he finished as like quarterback 25. So 18, yeah. people do feel there's some optimism there. But uh, it was it was a disaster season all around. Nathaniel mm-hmm. Hackett was fired before the season ended. Uh, in weeks 1 through 16 with uh, Hackett as head coach, and I believe he was calling the plays. He was essentially the offensive yeah, coordinator, was. too. Yeah. Uh, Wilson had an 18% play action rate and was only outside of the pocket, whether he was rolling out or scrambling 16% of the plays. In week 17 through 18, when he had really big games. He did have good games down the like stretch, we, yeah. He, like, he could have been a league winner if he started him in week 17. Uh, 34% play action rate, 24% of his plays outside of the pocket. So the, the offense got a lot more creative. Now it's a complete overhaul uh, with... Sean Payton coming in as head coach, offensive-minded Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, Tim Patrick back healthy. Marvin Mims, an intriguing uh, draft pick and yeah. wide receiver, of course. KJ Hamler might finally be healthy yeah. for a season. Who knows? Jerry Judy's in town, of course. Mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton's still there. Greg Dulcich showed some promise. So, I don't know. QB 18, if, I, if I'm just going to, you know, stockpile two or three quarterbacks, if I'm going to just sleep on quarterbacks, wait on quarterbacks uh, late in the draft, uh, Wilson is definitely one of the guys that uh, I think he's just going way too cheap right now um I should have picked a different quarterback in retrospect than the guy pick because I think it's just too chalky and people already know this but maybe it's just because you and I keep talking about it you gotta I feel like I gotta go Geno Smith yeah. here no I mean, no problems hammering this home because it's just it picked 115 quarterback 15 off the board he finished his quarterback five last year yeah total points what the why, how, why is he falling 10 spots when they added the best receiver in the rookie draft by the consensus of, like, everybody, mm-hmm. and he's sliding 10 quarterback positions? This It's so absurd that Geno Smith is here. Uh, it, I mean, I, 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 there's, not, there's no case to be made, but here's the thing that really bothers me about Geno's slide. Dude's legitimately good. This was no fluke. We got a 17-game sample of this, and he looked completely legit. There wasn't, like, freak plays that propelled him to good box scores. He didn't, like, have weird rushing touchdowns that, like, artificially augmented his total. Not Nothing like that. Gino was just a really good passer, and he did it for virtually every game last year. Sneaky rushing competence, by the way. 22 rushing yards per game. That's 2.2 fantasy points for free. Um, And he only had the one rushing touchdown last year. He could easily, if you're rushing for 22 rushing yards a game at the quarterback position, I think more often than not, you're going to have four or five rushing touchdowns at the end of the year. Those could be coming as well. For sure. For Geno Smith. But the guy that I sort of wish I had picked as a little, somebody that's a little further off the radar as a cheap starter. This year's Geno Smith, Sam Darnold. Uh, No. (laughs) No, not that far off radar. Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he uh, he was. I almost used him as my guy. Stafford. I mean, you know, he was. I think he was quarterback nine when he went down with his injury last year. And he yep. gets Cooper Cup back, and you know, Sean McVay's there and knows obviously totally how to utilize him. So, yeah, I just that was the other guy I was going to use, but I didn't ultimately do it. Went with Geno Smith. Uh, you want to go running back next? Sure. Okay. Uh, Who's your? Who is your cheap starting running back? Currently going off the board as running back 26. Seems a little too late for me uh, in Rashad White mm. of the Bucks, as most know. With Leonard Fournette gone, his only competition for touches as, as of right now are Chase Edmonds, who is a non-factor, non-factor. and an undrafted free agent named Sean Tucker, who I kind of like, but again, he's an undrafted free agent. So Rashad White has a clear path to... Early down work, and he's still probably the best pass catcher on the team too. So yeah. we might have a have a bell cow 
on our hands. Granted, it's not going to be a great offense in Tampa Bay, but there is a new offensive coordinator, Dave Canals, I believe is how it's pronounced, uh, expected to place a lot more emphasis emphasis on the running game uh, than former OC Byron Leftwich did. And like I just said, uh, a very able pass catcher, though, White is. Caught 50 passes last year, so he'll seal, still see yeah. plenty of third-down reps. Yeah. I mean, it got, uh, RB26 for, I don't care what team you're playing for, if you're going to be playing 80 90% of the snaps. Right. Probably not 90, but at 75 to 80. Yeah, for Rashad White, probably. All, all and day. because he can pass catch, that'll keep him. They're going to be in third and long a lot. That'll, they're going to be losing a lot, a lot. Right, but he can <laughs> so, stay on the yeah. field oh, as a running yeah. back who's losing. For sure. My guy can't. Well, maybe he can. You're uh, Rashad White going off the board is running back 26. I'm going to give you running back 27. Makes sense. James Conner. Yep, he was... Definitely on my list. Everybody, rightfully, very worried about the Arizona offense. Well, and their defense, too, honestly, the whole team. I mean, Cardinals have our, indisputably the NFL's worst overall roster, as far as I'm concerned. I was doing an exercise uh, for radio here in Minneapolis on KFAN, talking about the the best non-quarterback on each team. Who is it even for the Cardinals? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, wah, but so yeah, it's it's it's, it's got to be Hollywood, right? Marquis maybe, Brown, yeah, maybe there's no clear cut answer. No, no. Anyway, um, what the Cardinals do have is one of the few settled workhorse led running back situations. James Conner, your new offensive coordinator is Drew Petzing, and you might say, well, we don't know what Drew Petzing's going to do. But I think we do. He he has he has been an assistant under run heavy coaches Kevin Stefanski, mm. who obviously utilized Nick Chubb a ton, and the run heavy Mike Zimmer with Dalvin Cook. So everything you know, all of his spots, his stops before this have trained Drew Petzing into a run first orientation and heavy workload guys. The top of the, the depth chart here for Arizona doesn't have anybody else who even deserves one carry. Corey Clement still in the league, apparently. Keontae Ingram had his opportunity to look at anything other than awful last year and didn't take it. Six-round pick last season. So, yeah, the Cardinals are going to be losing by a lot in some second halves of games, but you're still going to get 15-ish touches a game out oh, of James Conner. At least. And, you know, as we like to remind listeners... For all of Kyler Murray's mobility, Brian, he's never been a goal line guy. You know who is? James, James Conner. Yeah. So if you think you think Arizona's going to get a meager touchdown total of, let's say, on the season, like 12 rushing touchdowns, I don't know, eight, nine, go to James Conner, sitting on a nice season at running back 27. Yeah, he should be inside the top 24 at least, but yeah. even higher. Not a special talent. But the volume. But yeah, the just volume. volume. There. Volume's there. That's what we care about. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the wide receiver position. Give me your cheap starter. There are obviously a lot more wide receivers in fantasy football than uh, other positions, so there was a lot of, a lot of uh, candidates here. So mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of went with a guy I haven't talked about a ton this offseason, but I, I've always liked him a lot. I didn't love the landing spot in Las Vegas, but uh, it's Jacoby Myers, who right Ooh, now is like an this. ADP of 123, wide receiver 57. Uh, it just seems... That seems way too late for me. Uh, again, I really well, like... finished last year as like wide receiver 20. He did. Yeah, it, it, he only played in 13 games. Uh, I remember he got injured early on against the Vikings on mm, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. night. Uh, it was on his way to a good game there. But he had a full season pace of 87 catches, 1,000 plus yards, eight touchdowns. Uh, good size, 6'2", soft hands. 
Uh, caught nearly 70% of his targets last year. He was graded oh, as... If he would have had a better quarterback throwing yeah. him, it would have yeah, been yeah, more yeah, than the, that. It, yeah, the Patriots... Mac Jones was helping anybody. The worst offense to be on for a wide receiver uh, in the history of fantasy football, almost, outside of 2007, <laughs> oh, Randy Moss. Uh, but My- Myers was graded... Uh, seventh highest wide receiver by pro football focus. Uh, he'll have an edge in Vegas too. Uh, he'll be familiar with their offensive scheme. Mick Lombardi served as the wide receiver coach in New England from 2020 through 2021. He is now the offensive coordinator like it in Las Vegas. And uh, of course, Devontae Adams is the wide receiver one there, but he's going to draw a ton of attention, double coverage. Who knows what's going on with Hunter Renfro for now? I guess it seems like he's staying in town. Yeah. But he'll just be running out of the slot per usual. They got a, a, a rookie tight end now who's going to get most of the snaps, Michael Meyer, and then Austin Hooper. There are no Darren Waller. At least Meyer isn't yeah. yet. So uh, I, I think people are sleeping on Myers right now in PPR leagues. I think he could finish inside the top 30. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That seems very reasonable. Jimmy Garoppolo is does not excite no. fantasy owners, but neither can, is Mac Jones. But can, or but yeah, well, but he's <laughs> be, I'd rather I, he's better than Mac Jones. Yeah, and it's, yeah, he's a he, he he's a quarterback that would kind of cater to Myers' play. Devontae Adams, not so much. No, doesn't I'm, seem like Adams is one of my big avoid guys this year. It's funny you gave wide receiver 57. I'm giving wide receiver 58. We didn't plan this. No, it's how it's worked out for both running back and wide receiver. Houston, wide receiver Nico Collins. This is a long time me and Scott Fish have been waiting for our opportunity, and it's finally here. So he's entering his third year. He is now the Texans' undisputed number one wide receiver. He Nico Collins has shown steady improvement over years one and two, and I get the feeling it's all going to come together right here. Late last year, after remember when Brandon Cooks got hurt and then he like basically refused to play? Yeah. Collins had a chance, before he got hurt at the end of the year, he had a chance to be the Texans' primary wideout in four games. In those four games, he averaged nine targets per game. Wait, wait. Nine times. There it is. Nine there it is. Times. Five receptions. No offseason for Principal Mooney. No. no. Well, nine times. I think he's out nine of jail, which is times. pretty important. Good. Uh, five receptions, 45 yards, and half a touchdown per game. And that was with... Davis Mills and Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll. Remember, they were mixing and matching quarterbacks mm-hmm. for a while. That Nico Collins was in the middle of that bit. Um, to give you a sense, fantasy-wise, what Collins did in those four games, he gave you the, the same fantasy output as T. Higgins on the season. To put a name on nine targets, five receptions, 45 yards, and half a touchdown per game. So while it's super dangerous to extrapolate four games into 17 games, you should know that it's fun, though. It is fun, isn't it? <laughs> it, it? As the Texans go too wide out for those four games, he was on pace for 153 targets, 800 yards, and eight and a half touchdowns. Now, they've changed coaching staffs and blah, 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 and other things. But here's the important thing. Nico Collins gets better in his third year, and C.J. Stroud's going to be a huge and you know potentially huge upgrade at quarterback, even in his rookie year, over what Davis, Davis Mills and Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll could bring to the table. Nico Collins, cheap starter. Let's take a break. Uh, When we come back, let's talk about our cheap tight ends and our cheap flex players Uh, when we come back. Stay tuned. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. We're going through our cheap starters. These are a team's unquestionable starting player, but his ADP, for whatever reason, is strangely low, and we think you're going to get... You're going to get valuable reps and opportunities out of these guys who've already given you quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Let's go to the always mercurial tight end position. Brian, who you got? I'm going, I feel like I shouldn't be going this deep, but uh, based on his ADP, it is deep because he's going off the board as tight end 18. No, we're not, Dan going, Dan Dan Ar- Arnold. not going Dan Arnold. I thought Arnold. this is a perfect spot for Dan Arnold. I will be drafting what Dan team is he Arnold on again? in the Scott Fishbowl. He's on the Eagles. He's on the Eagles. Okay, got it. One one misstep by Dallas Goddard. Yeah, that's it. He's yeah, Dan Arnold season, baby. Yeah. But that's last not, year not, he was one. It was one misstep for Evan Ingram, right? Yeah, and you know he would have done what Evan Ingram did if they ne- they didn't sign Evan Ingram. Oh, he'd have been better. Arnold hasn't just had his chance, but no. it, it will come not someday. none of the f- four teams. But uh, we're talking Gerald Everett here. Oh Still yeah, he's, he is a yeah. The 18. fantasy experts are all over Gerald Everett. Um, mm-hmm. It was just a, an underachieving offense overall for the Chargers last year. But Everett had career highs in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. Um, if you forgot in the playoffs against the Jaguars, the Chargers lost, but Everett went off six catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. And I just think that scratching a you know the the career highs they weren't eye popping numbers but it was his best year as a pro but I think that's just scratching the surface of what Everett can do in this revamped offense that again underachieved last year but now they have new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore come over from the Cowboys who mm-hmm. let him go because he was scoring too fast too much <laughs> whatever <laughs> right, but right. Uh, a, a prized acquisition uh, for their coaching staff at, mm-hmm. at offensive coordinator and last year Everett. Didn't see a ton of volume, but I, I think we see an uptick in it. I know I, we all kind of like Donald Parham, but you don't, I really, do. But I, I know yeah, I can only and, wait so long for him to stay healthy and put it all together, and, and maybe then, it's just not going to happen. And there's there's Trey McKitty too, but man, Everett really flashed at times last year. One of nine tight ends with 300 plus yards after after the, the catch. catch. Yeah, he's he's really good that way. He was one of eight tight mm-hmm. ends with at least 100 yards after contact, so he, he's kind of a beast too. He's he's mobile, he's a beast. So, I don't know, tight end 18 if you know, the cards fall in its favor, he could I don't see it's not too far fetched he finishes as a top 10 tight end this year in that offense. Yeah, it's possible. So, I, 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 everybody everybody think Justin Herbert's going to bounce back healthy. Played last year on the 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 broken sternum and the shoulder injury that needed surgery after the season. Everybody thinks Herbert's sitting on a much better year this year. Yeah, I've been reaching and everybody gets better. I've been reaching around on Everett many times and if I'm doing the Chargers stack, I've been reaching two rounds just to ensure mm. I get Everett. I make sense. To pair with uh with Herbert and and friends. So, yeah, I love Everett right now. And I hope I continue to love him throughout the year. I'm going with the aforementioned Evan Ingram, 
who finished last year's tight end six, going off the board at pick 100. And it, there aren't that many good tight ends to go around. Why are people waiting on a good tight end? Um, I assume that people think he's not going to do tight end six again because Calvin Ridley's back. You know, and, and maybe that Ridley's going to siphon off some receptions. Well, the thing is, but, the price tag on Ingram was what it, it is on Everett right now. Yeah, right. So he was tied at 18 you, last year. Jump right. up that much, it, people, you know, they pump the brakes a little bit. I, that's but. probably a factor, too. But even if Ridley's great, I'm just, as you know, because you've been on the show for a long time and our listeners have been listening this long time, I just think, you know, rising tides raise all ships. And I think mm-hmm. Ridley just makes the whole offense better, gives everybody more opportunities, including Ingram. Now he's under the franchise tag this year. He will not get the franchise tag again next year. And because you got to pay like a, I don't know, like a 50% bump or something in year two, right? So it's a contract year for Ingram. We like that. No threat of Dan Arnold. No threat of, right. I mean, the constant <laughs> threat of Dan Arnold, not there anymore. Uh, they drafted. Um, uh, Strange. Yeah, Brent Strange, Strange right, right. But he's uh, but he is he's viewed as a long term project. Yeah. So not not it can be a factor this year. Now, so Trevor Lawrence now year two of competent coaching. We're going to throw out the year one. This is effectively his sophomore year. Lawrence gets even better. Doug Peterson's going to trust Trevor Lawrence to pass even more than he did last year. They're the twelfth highest pass rate last year. They could be the they could be a top five pass rate this year. Peterson's always loved his tight ends too. You know, he used Dallas Goddard with great results. He's, um, I, you know, this is his new Dallas Goddard. It's Evan Ingram. Yeah. And by the way, both of those guys, I looked up there how often they were standing in the slot to just see, is the usage really the same under under Doug Peterson? 42% and 44% for Goddard and Ingram standing in the slot as receivers. Who was, of course, Zach Ertz was in Philly with, with Peterson, but who was the one tight end who had the pretty good year with the Eagles and then he got a big contract like with the Bears and then it turned out to be... Nobody. Oh, this is going to bother me. This is recently. You know, this is the last four or five years. Yeah. I know you know who I'm thinking of. God, I don't remember. I'll, I can't I'll look put it a name on it, but you're, you're right. It didn't you, happen. You, you, last thing I'll mention about Ingram. Targeted 114 times last year. I mean, that's, you know, that's the kind of volume you want. It's hard to go wrong with the tight end who's seeing the ball 114 times come their way. That was fourth most among all tight ends. And if you're going to get that kind of use in your Doug Peterson offense, Evan Ingram, very safe. And I think that's a cheap starter compared to where he's uh, being drafted. And he got hot at the right time, too, last year. He got hot towards the tail end of the season. Yeah, we always like that, too. As an added bonus, doesn't always mean it's going to carry over, but I'd rather have somebody who rolls into the season coming off big games in December. All right, let's go to your flex player. I told... I set this up and just said, give me one other guy at any position that you think is a good, cheap starter. Who'd you pick? All right, I, I, I strayed from the running back. I did a lot of running backs today, so I went with a wide receiver who the delta between this guy and his, you know. The next best the, receiver the, on the team? His, his co-starter, or you want to put it, is 130-plus picks. Jeez, okay. It's, it's Van Jefferson. Oh. And, of course, I'm talking about Cooper Cup <laughs> okay. as his, his playing partner. But Van yeah. Jefferson going off the board as wide receiver 62, uh, the 140th overall pick. Um, didn't play until week eight last year. Started the season on the pup list or IR. He had a knee issue. And, but by the time he came in, the Rams the were already over. a mess. Stafford was out. And, Stafford was yeah. out. Cup was hurt. Yeah. Um, and, again, Cooper Cup being hurt does not help Van Jefferson. Van no, Jefferson needs not Cooper Cup on the field right. to, uh, to take a lot of the, the attention off of him. But Jefferson – Performed pretty well under the circumstances. You know, they had they were starting Baker Mayfield, John Wolford, and 
he was essentially the wide receiver one, but he, he recorded at least 60 yards or scored a touchdown in more than half of his games played. Um, I know you don't think much of Allen Robinson. I like nope. him a little more, but he's not in L.A. anymore. There's really not a ton of competition uh, for targets at the wide receiver position. That's outside fair. Of Cooper Cup, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Van Jefferson has some big plays I've been watching with Baker Mayfield, some long touchdowns. I mean, he, he was a third-round pick not long ago, so they put some – you know, sunk some equity into him. So yeah. I, I think at, at this price tag, he's going to be on the field for 90% of the snaps. And in a, an offense is going to throw a lot. One yeah. thing. So uh, I don't mind kicking the tires on Van Jefferson this late in the draft. All right. My flex cheap starter, Washington. Yes. Sorry. Trey Burton was the title. Trey end. Burton. Nicely um, done. Yeah. yeah. You're exactly but even right about under, that. Yeah, yeah. But when he left the Eagles, nobody. <laughs> career was like over it was a year basically the bears have a lot of historic yeah, signings like do. that uh my flex cheap starter is washington running back brian robinson going off the board at pick 113 now i wasn't very impressed with robinson's rookie year but as we mentioned at the outset opportunity way more important than talent when it comes to fantasy football production and the opportunity is going to be there and he was also coming off a gunshot Coming off a gunshot wound, you know, and I'll give him, you know, he missed a bunch of training camp. I'm going to give him some, maybe all, I don't remember exactly when the the gunshot happened in the middle of this. But um, last year, by the way, just to give you a sense of it wasn't great, 24th ranked runner by Pro Football Focus, just 3.9 yards per carry. He was 28th in yards over expectation and 51st in yards after contact per carry. So it was not great last year. But here's the reasons for optimism on Brian Robinson. He's got room to improve, right? So, you know, the, the rookie year with the gunshot and everything else, now he's a sophomore. Most players get better in year number two. Um, his first full training camp that he's going to have, I like that part. New offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy should be a huge upgrade, and he could usher in a lot of improvement for Robinson. Better coaching, better play for Robinson, and almost certainly better schemes for Robinson than what they had last year coming from Eric Bieniemy. And there's a lot of talk of Antonio Gibson getting converted into a pure pass-catching running back. And that if that happens, now Robinson is good for volume and the goal line carries he was already getting. So I like that idea that if Eric Bieniemy is going to convert Antonio Gibson into his new version of Jarek McKinnon, then Robinson could be 270 carries this year. I mean, he'd be like yeah. top, easily top 10. In he's total a, carries. He's got to avoid the landmine of, uh, I know there's been whispers that the, the commanders could be one of the teams that like Fournette or Kareem Hunt goes to, or maybe. Oh, I'm that. so, I, I did, but that's every, every day there's some new connection on those guys. But yeah, I no, mean, if that, would, it'll, look, if that happens, then all bets are off. I mean, this is all about volume. I It's all yeah. about volume for Brian Robinson. And at 270 carries, you kind of can't go wrong at pick 113 of your draft. No, I'll take that all day, every day. All right. There's your cheap starters, Brian. All right. Tons of fun. Um, when uh, Next week, we'll be back with more Fantasy Football Weekly. We appreciate everybody who's uh, tuned in and subscribed to Fantasy Football Weekly. If you haven't played in a guillotine league yet, highly encourage you to do so. It's the funnest, freshest way to play fantasy football. You know how guillotine lead, leagues work already. Um, and no time like the present to jump into a league and take advantage of uh, the other people that are drafting early. But you're way smarter than they are because you're listening to this show. Thanks, everybody.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 